Hello, I'm Phoebe. I'm Clancy. And I'm Damien. Now you might be asking, what do an Aussie and a POM have in common? Quite a lot, actually. For starters, Her Majesty has her face over all our currency. There's a great big Union Jack on all our flags as well. We do speak the same language. And we do love winding each other up. Yeah, because you guys can't play cricket. Well, you guys don't want to play us at cricket. That's the big difference. Let's get on with the show. We discuss current events in Australian politics. While on a mission to ensure the Governor General stays in their job. Let's save the, the Governor, Governor General. Do we want to? Do you want ScoMo as president instead? Oh, God, no. There you go. Let's save the Governor General. <laughs> Australia should become a republic by the year 2001. If we are to become a republic, then the people themselves should directly choose the president. We are all Australians. We share a continent. We share a past, a present and a future. And our head of state should be one of us. I commit the coalition that it, when, if it wins office at the next election, it will have a people's convention. And if a consensus for change emerges from that convention, the coalition will put that consensus to the Australian public at a referendum. Our common bond is Australia's future. There must be a sense of excitement among us here today. Good evening. My name is Damien, uh, one of the co-hosts of Let's Save the Governor-General, and as always, it's a pleasure to have, uh, firstly, Phoebe, Phoebe J. Rose, Queen of the Sauna. I thought that was a coffin, though, given the expensive real estate prices in Britain. There'll be no monarchs in here, thank you very much. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Except for you, of, of, of the sauna. Well, I can choose my own title, but... Uh... Today, I will be queen for a day. Fair enough, fair enough. And joining us from the Apple Isle is Clancy, queen of the apples. Spa. Oh, spa, okay. Yeah, so, you know, we're both hot, hot property men, Phoebe. I know, yeah. I'm just a bit more wet. <laughs> I like Damien, who's, who's a, bit of a, a bit of a cold opening. Yeah, he is. He's a bit dry. <laughs> I do have my son in my room as I'm recording. I'm trying not to... Uh, offend a 12 year old boy Th thank you for joining me again uh last week's chat about julie gillard and misogyny speech was definitely um it was as much fun as it was contentious so thank you for agreeing to to chat with me again and i think um phoebe uh who was it who was it who said to stick my liberal party membership up my ass i think that was phoebe that would be me <laughs> She realised until that point that you had a Liberal Party membership. Well, it's funny because I don't. This is this is the weird thing. I I, I I don't. I just I I know how much Tony Abbott gives you a rise, and it's it's just one of those just one of those needle points. It's the wrong sort of rise, though, Damien. Oh my God. Okay, it's the kind so, of rise that you get when you realise. Hey, hang on, I shouldn't. Do I need to be dry or wet for this rise to happen? It's when you realise that curry you had last night was probably not the most sensible thing to do. <laughs> no. So, yeah. uh, firstly, the, the big news, and Phoebe, I'll let you lead off with this. It is a good day for republicanism as we count down the days that it becomes one more country that is no longer a commonwealth realm, as the pretentious lunatics of this world like the to realm. refer to it as. 
We are celebrating the countdown that on Tuesday, the 30th of November, Barbados decides Republicanism is its way forwards by selecting its incumbent Governor General, Dame Sandra Prunella Mason. Prunella? To become the president of Barbados. So all of these scare stories that came out in the 1999 referendum that you'd have President Howard. No, 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 you'd probably just have whoever the governor general in 1999 was become president. Look at that, what Barbados seems to have done. But So a drink swap. Been, well, yes, but this is something that has been bubbling away and bubbling away and bubbling away in Barbados for a, a fair amount of time. And it first reared its head in Barbados in 2008. When oh, there really? Was, okay, yep. When there was a, a, a lovely uh, speech by the then uh, Barbadian Deputy Prime Minister that said, could you imagine if something tragic was to happen to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, her eldest son, Charles, mm-hmm. her eldest grandson, William, and we ended up with the Nazi king, Harry the Ninth, Henry the Ninth. Because this was shortly after he had been oh, yes. photographed mm-hmm. at a party, dressed up in Nazi as an regalia. officer of the Third Reich, shall we say. <laughs> so, to quote Owen, uh, Owen Arthur, uh, as Prime Minister, Heaven forbid, but if Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth were to die, if Prince Charles and Prince William were to die, I would have a fundamental difficulty throwing allegiance to King Harry. <laughs> King Harry Wales. King Harry. Yes. So, yes, that's when it started in 2008. Mm-hmm. And it then gained a bit more traction in 2015 when the uh, vote in the Barbadian Parliament was put and it said, do you think it is time to remove the Queen as Barbados's head of state? I love how quaintly it's worded. Do you think it's time? Do you think it's time to remove the Queen? (laughs) Would you consider the possibility of maybe swapping Her Majesty with? But that failed, that did. I think it was the quaintness of the question that didn't didn't do much, much good. But then in 2020, uh, Prime Minister Mia Motley stated that they wished Barbados to become a republic by November 2021. Mm-hmm. And they cited other uh, Commonwealth countries such as Guyana and Trinidad and Tobago yeah, yeah, yeah. to have a more loose association of former British colonies and current dependencies as opposed to, you know, saying, hello, Britain still is our final court of appeal, and this lovely old nonagenarian lady that sits in a house that I've never been anywhere near is the final arbiter of what goes on in my country. Indeed. Now, if I can ask, Phoebes, did this actually go to a public vote, or was this uh, decided solely by the parliament? 
So it was decided solely by the parliament, but it was a manifesto commitment of the uh, Barbados. Okay, Labour so Party. so they didn't have to get a. Uh, I will discuss they, this in when we talk about Australia's example, but they didn't need to get like a majority of states and a majority of people. Or, they didn't or, need to get the double majority of double mm-hmm. majorities, which yes, very Swiss of you, shall I say. <laughs> So, uh, oh, yeah. well, congratulations about that. So I think that's on, uh, so that will t- effectively, effectively, on Tuesday, yes. So uh, so drinks up to Barbados on, on, on Tuesday. So, yes, uh, things like the term royal are being dropped from the Royal Barbadian Police and references to the Queen shall be read as references to the President of Barbados mm-hmm. and the yep. power of the Governor-General is being renamed the powers of the President. So whilst there may not be an immediate change it is a wonderfully symbolic moment that we're not going for this as paul keating said polite tosh that is we'll wait for her majesty to die before we do anything Mm. so they didn't even have to have a referendum in barbados they just made a decision a two-thirds majority in parliament and they then needed to pass other legislation and it needed to be a two-thirds majority not just of those who turned up but of the entire parliament so you couldn't just hold a vote in the middle of the night and have one person vote go yeah you're at 100 percent wham bam thank you ma'am but no you had to have the uh 99 members of the barbadian parliament you used 67 outright votes to actually pass this and then you needed a further vote in the Senate of Barbados to approve it and then you had to do all of the legwork of disentangling the throne and the crown from the legislation passed and that's a big job as we found with Brexit trying to disentangle something which has become very entrenched but Barbados has decided that um, it would be good to select the incumbent governor general mm-hmm. and they were elected unopposed because it I... seems like it was simpler to not hold the election at this time while you're dealing with all these things and yep. it coincides with the 55th anniversary of independence there you, there you go now i was going to uh, ask uh, you may not know the answer but is there that same political divide in Barbados as there is in Australia? There clearly was in 2008. Mm -hmm. And then in 2015, when it was all started again, because the proposal was roundly rejected in 2015 with its fairly quaint question, do you think it is time to remove the Queen as Barbados's head of state? That was flatly chucked out by a two-thirds majority. Mm -hmm. And... It does give a read into that there is some divide, particularly amongst Barbadian politicians, because they held a referendum six, a not a referendum, they held a parliamentary vote six years ago and went, sod that, we don't want to bother with that. And then five years after that vote, they then went, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll give this a, we'll give this a crack. But when you become a republic, you can't then go back to being a monarchy as easily. It's not as simple. Because once it's gone, it's thankfully gone. It's not going to say, 
Hey, Lizzie, come sit on the throne of Barbados again. Oh, that'd be that would be a uh, a very interesting t- if that ever if that ever did happen. But yeah, because as we know through history, you know, kings come, kings go, and uh, they then don't return. Yeah, well, some but sometimes another another king comes and takes takes a place. It's all uh, yes. It, history, it, history. It does remind me of the English Civil War, which was saying well, the end of the third English Civil War. When yeah, Charlie, which one? Charlie the first had his head chopped off. <laughs> uh, Ollie came in and was a bit of a dickhead, and then he was such a dickhead that he made republicanism look bad. So Charlie the second turned up. <laughs> oh, or they get killed off. Well, this is true. Like, but the, but then, like in then France, they're where the head comes off, and then mm-hmm. uh, someone else comes in, and the head comes off again, and then someone else comes in, and then the head comes off, and then someone else comes in. Like the French. So it seems that being a being a king of England is very bad for your for your neck. King of France, King of France, King of France is be- very bad for your neck. <laughs> it was bad for your neck in a one-time special offer to <laughs> King of England. Yeah. Being, being a King of England is very bad for your constitution. Yes, it is. <laughs> Quite uh, uh, figuratively uh, uh. and literally. Sorry, I might have. But, a... being a, but being an heir to the throne of the United Kingdom is even worse for your marriage. Very true. Yes. All right. The, yeah. the... especially when there's three of you in it. However, queens seem to come off rather well. Well, yes. Oh, yes. Lizzie does seem to be able to rise above yes. it, shall we say? But That's I right. would like to, I would like to personally extend my congratulations to Dame Sandra Mason and the soon. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yep. And seems to be Republic of Barbados in joining the adult nations in the world, where you have said. Thanks, Queenie. Thanks for mothering us for the past 55 years. We can go and do it on our own now. We've moved into our own little island, and um, whilst we enjoyed you being here, we've decided that we're, we're selling we, the we're house that you've had on, on the island. And, mm. and um, our, our, our new friend, uh, Sandra, who's also a friend of yours, has decided to move in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been like, it's been uh, like a divorce with like sharing the, the parents share the kids or something. Well, yes. Uh, but, but anyway, yes. so let's take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> so the the sixth of November, nineteen ninety nine, was the day when Australian citizens were called to cast their vote on Oops. two particular questions with regards to Australia becoming public. So the first question was. To alter the constitution to establish the Commonwealth of Australia as a republic, with the Queen and Governor-General being replaced by a president appointed by a two-thirds majority of the members of the Commonwealth Parliament. What an awful question. Well, it's, it, it is what it said, was it said. There's no, there's no trick. It may be an overly worded question, but hey, that's, that's what it was. And, and the second question was to change the preamble to the Constitution of Australia to read. Now, this is a little bit long, but I'll read it because we're going to talk, talk about it anyway. With hope in God, the Commonwealth of Australia is constituted as a democracy with a federal system of governments to serve the common good. We, the Australian people, commit ourselves to this Constitution, proud that our national unity has been forged by Australians from many ancestries, 
never forgetting the sacrifices of all who defended our country and our liberty in time of war, upholding freedom, tolerance, individual dignity and the rule of law, honouring Aborigines and Torres Strait Islanders, the nation's first people, for their deep kinship with their lands and for the ancient and continuing cultures which enriched the life of our country, recognising the nation-building contribution of generations of immigrants, mindful of our responsibility to protect our unique natural environment, supportive of achievement as well as of equality of opportunity for all, and valuing independence as dearly as the national spirit which binds us together in both adversity and success. So that was that was the vote on the 6th of November 1999. But how did we get to the 6th of November? That was what happened in 1998 when there was... Now, what was it called? What was it called? I think it was the, the Australian Constitution Commission. Mm-hmm. Convention. Uh, someone can clarify Convention. the... Convention. Australian Sorry, Constitutional Convention. Convention, yes. And so that was set to decide, A, is it a good idea for Australia to become a republic? And if so, what model should they take up? and then bring to a referendum. But it's the roots of that start with one Mr. Paul Keating, who in... Uh, the king of the one-liner. The king of the one-liner and the double-breasted Italian suit. Because when was it? Uh, in 1993, after he won his election, he uh, launched the report An Australian Republic. So that report basically discussing the idea of Australia possibly becoming a republic and how it would work and all that. And so then Alexander Downer, who was then the opposition leader, and then Prime Minister John Howard, they brought up the idea of the Constitutional Convention in 1998 as a way of discussing the issue. So, ladies, what say you to that? Um... To start off with, I think that the fact that they debated both the preamble and the whole referendum on mm-hmm. the on the actual um, Republican question at the same time was probably a mistake mm. because I think it confused it confused the issue for a lot of people. Um, so, so if I can pause you there, would you then have put the vote? To the people, like the for the basic question, should we become a republic? To the people, yes, yes. So would, wouldn't wouldn't that, first, wouldn't that then be double? Ha- wouldn't that then be double handling? Because you've already no. had, you've already had this convention of our best and brightest, and they've already gone through the effort to decide. Okay, should we move forward? Maybe, and how should we move forward? This is this is the model we propose. So I kind of get what you're saying, but I also see a lot of double handling in there in that, well, if you've already gone to the convention, then why then take it to the people to answer the same thing as the convention? No. But anyway, I I digress. The reason that I can see that you go to the people after you have a convention is because a convention is just a representative sample. Mm -hmm. And that representative sample may not be reflective of the wider will of the nation. Mm-hmm. So you then go and say to the nation, we've had this representative sample 
of the best and the brightest. Yep. Do you actually agree with what they have said? Because what they're saying is actually fundamentally going to change the foundations of the country that you live in. Mm-hmm. But isn't then isn't that what the referendum vote was? You know, this is what our representative sample has has come up with. Do you agree to with point. it? To, to a, a point. point. But I don't think that any person that went into the Republican convention, mm-hmm. sorry, the Australian Constitutional, Constitutional Convention. I don't think anybody went in there saying, well, I want to insert the words God and Aboriginal and ancestors and modify the preamble. I don't think that was their primary concern when they wandered in and went, I think we should discuss whether we have a governor general on a monarch running (laughs) the head of state section of Australia. I don't think that was what they woke up when, yes, my number one priority today is the wording of the preamble of the Australian (laughs) constitution. Which may or may not have any legal effect anyway. Yeah, I look, I completely agree with Fabio. I think the whole um, thing about the preamble distracted from the actual issue. And the actual issue was making us a republic. Mm-hmm. The preamble was actually completely irrelevant to that whole process and it could have been taken care of separately. Mm. But it confused everybody about what the purpose of the referendum was. I'm a little bit surprised, I suppose just thinking now, that they actually decided to put the preamble question in as well. And Mm. not that I know every single referendum that's been uh, given, but how many dual question referendums have there been and how many have passed? There's been a few. Um, I think the same sex one was a dual question, wasn't it? No, that was a single, that was a single question. And that, that te- technically wasn't a referendum. That was a postal vote. Well, yeah. Seventy-seven was the last time a multi-question referendum had more than one question passed in Australia. Okay, so... And that was Senate casual vacancies, a referendum on, ironically, referendums, <laughs> and then the retirement of judges. Because Australia has this really weird thing where I think how many, I think so only eight referendums have actually managed to get the double majority. Mm. So just for just for yes, our listeners eight. who may it who may eight. not be yeah so just for our listeners who may not be aware in Australia so Australia Australia is basically six states mushed together and for any change to the federal uh, constitution firstly the voters in each state um they have 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 to have a, a was a majority of states who vote in favor of the proposed change and then also a majority of voters uh, completely throughout Australia as well. Well, here you go, Damien. This is the history of referendums in Australia. Oh, yes. Since 1901, there have been 19 referendums proposing 44 changes to the Constitution. Yep. Only eight changes have been agreed to. And here's the other thing. If you are having a referendum and you happen to live in the Australian Capital Territory or the Northern Territory, mm-hmm. you don't count towards the second bit of the double majority because you ain't a state. No, no, it's mm. same for Northern Territory people as well. Yes, that's what I say. If you live in the ACT or Northern Territory or if you live on Christmas Island or if you're stationed down in the Australian Antarctica. claim of Antarctica or Hurt and MacDonald Island, sorry, you don't count to the second bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's correct. Now, 
to me, I think the... Well, I think it's fair to say that there would have been a Republican movement even so far back as 1901. Oh, of yeah, course. You know, so... But I think from my, from my understanding... The Republican movement kind of gathered steam after the constitutional crisis of 1975 with, with old mate E.G. E. Whitlam. The one time that Queen Elizabeth had to actually do something, you know, the one time she has to exercise power and, you know, kick ass and take names, she squibbed it. She flubbed it. She said, "Nup, <laughs> you you guys, you know, why well, she no? I think she did. I think letters have revealed that I think she did give some advice to who was it? Was it the Governor General or the Chief Justice, or was it the? I think it was the Governor General. Wasn't there a bunch of letters that they were right. going to release about that's what, that? That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, and I've, yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember. Or, or, it was the Governor or, General, or was it Prince Charles? It I think was Prince, the Governor General. I think Prince. Yeah, it was the uh, governor general. Like I vaguely remember something about Prince Charles getting on the action as well, but anyway, that's he, he a, may he may have offered his point of view. Oh well, I wonder what King Ch Prince Charles would have would have, would have Charles, said. Charles now. <laughs> Charles the third. Oh gosh. Chucky, Chucky three. Chucky, Chucky. three. Now, uh, one point I did also want to raise. So Phoebe, you were saying that Barbados back in two thousand and eight. There was already a like a groundswell of support for yes. uh, for the republic. Because, so that was only, what, 13 years ago? Yes. Whereas Australia, we had this referendum back in 1999. So 23 22, years ago. Exactly. And we're still kind of, um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's... I, I, can, I, can, I can give you a, a, good, a good summary of that. It's because there are individuals who... For whatever reason in Britain, Australia, America, make a lot of money out of mm. uh, uh, well, should we? Well, shouldn't yeah, we? Exactly. We can spend on campaigning here. We can spend on campaigning there. We can make money off both sides campaigning on this issue in our newspaper or in our media, etc. So let us not settle the issue just yet, because that might be a little bit hasty and might affect my bottom line a little bit too much. So let's keep talking about it and let's keep talking about it and let's not actually do anything and let's keep talking about it and let's talk about it some more because once we've talked about it, then we can decide whether we're going to stop talking about it and we should then talk about whether we should stop talking about it to start talking about whether we should actually do something. That sounds like a lot of talk. Yeah. Mm. That's oh, like the Murdoch landscape. Mm. So in the end, no one. The vote for question one was 55-45. So somewhat close. And for the preamble, that was a little bit more uh, clear cut in 60-40. Now, um, Phoebe, I can't really ask you what you voted since you didn't vote. Uh, I wouldn't Clancy. have been eligible either. No, you wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been, been eligible been. being age 10. I would. I I don't actually recall, but I would have voted no for the preamble and yes for the republic. Okay. Whereas the preamble is a piece way. of shit. Sorry, but the very fact that they put God in the preamble would have made me vote words no. Put me off it. The first God. four words. I'm sorry. Yes. I exactly. As a exactly. Jewish woman, How I couldn't vote dare for they? it. As an atheist, I couldn't vote for it. Exactly. Whereas me, this is this may shock this may shock you. I no, was the other no, way. No, no. <laughs> no, I went I went no yes. So What? So, what? So, let me let me 
Ladies, let me explain. Let me explain. So back at that time, back at that no, time. No, yes, that's like the most absurd way of doing it. It's like the Scottish, the Scots had a referendum. Well, should you have a Scottish Parliament, and should you have a Scottish Parliament with tax raising powers? That's like voting no on having a Scottish Parliament, but yes on having tax raising powers for that Parliament. What? Can you, can you stop making sense? <laughs> My gosh. Okay, so back on... Stop making sense. Stop making sense. Stop making sense for me. It's hard for me to think. So back in 1999, I was a I was one of these deeply religious Pentecostal Christians. And so me personally, I voted no because in my view, Australia was a Christian country led by a Christian monarch. So mm. if we got so if we went for a president, that Christian heritage would have been uh, split up. Now I I don't see uh, Australia as as a Christian country. I know there there is a Christian element just because of uh, just because we're Western, but I I don't see Australia purely as as a Christian country. But the nineteen ninety nine me who was twenty in my early twenties. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, why would I? Why would I vote no? This is, uh, <laughs> you know, why would I denigrate Australia's rich Christian history? Whereas on the on the question of the preamble, I voted yes, and it's possibly because of those first four words. The optics. Correct. Your ugly head again. Oh, indeed, this is this is this is politics. It, it is optics. It is it is feels. It is. You know, um, but having said that, having said that, like in hindsight, I think if you got rid of those first four words, I don't think the preamble is too bad. It, it does talk yes. about, you know, the contribution of immigrants. It does talk about the sacrifices made during wartime. It does talk about the First Nations people and, and, and honouring them. And yeah, I suppose the question for me, though, is what legal, what legal enforcement would it have? To quote well, it didn't my, have uh, any. Deceased, well, exactly. My grandfather, you're talking a load of wonderful waffle. <laughs> like and that preamble, it's wonderful waffle. Well, there you go. It that sounds great, but doesn't do anything. So that, wonderful that's... waffle. It's like God, really. <laughs> I wouldn't call it wonderful, though. Controversial opinion there. <laughs> So I wonderful waffle. Wonderful waffle. That, that, that can be the the next uh, episode. But I think the the referendum failed because the model that was proposed gave too much power to the parliament. So the model proposed by the Australian Constitutional <laughs> Convention was that the president will be elected by a two thirds majority of both houses of parliament, instead of a direct election model which seemed to have a bit more... A Gravitas. Bit more, yeah, uh, well, so it had a bit more support on the ground with the, with the hoi polloi, uh, not with this 150 representative sample that they somehow were our brightest and best. In Old Parliament House. Mm, yes, old, old, that's right, Old Parliament House. So let's think, let's think about it. Let's think about it. If a two-thirds majority model did get up, can either of you think of someone right now in our current political landscape, who would attract two thirds of the vote of our federal parliamentarians? No. No. Not off the top of my head, no. But what uh, I would I, say, I, on your sorry, point, go on, Phoebe. 
What I would say on your point of it being the model itself that was the issue, I think that is a far too two-dimensional way of looking at this whole issue. Okay. Because the reason it probably failed was because it was seen as you weren't being given the proper question. So you had the radical Republicans voting against the system but wanting a republic. Mm -hmm. New Zealand for better or worse, did its flag referendum probably the right way, in my opinion. It did it in two stages. Stage one should have been, should Australia be a republic? Mm -hmm. Yes, no. No ifs, no buts. That is the only question. Mm -hmm. You don't have the preamble there. You don't have this wordy, hot mess of a very specific <laughs> question on very nuanced language. Don't have any of that. John Howard's and gift then, to Australia. And then what you have is you have a ranked choice second round. Mm -hmm. If the first round is a yes, yep. we want a republic. So you have as many systems as you can think of. And you have the debate over a year. Mm. And you say today is the start of the debate on what system of mm -hmm. republic we have as Australia. And here is a list of everything. You could have one person appointed by a simple majority of the House of Representatives for life to somebody requiring a supermajority in the whatever round after so many preferences in a single transferable vote in a national election and Go all, wild. All, and, and all the way down to the guy who found the golden snitch while riding uh, while riding the broom while playing quidditch i'm not rising to that bait <laughs> look I, I i agree i agree with Phoebe. i think that it was over complicated and it made it confused people and people really couldn't spend the emotional labor on making more than one decision at a time um, unfortunately, Australians aren't very good at that. But, but that's the, not to say that it's the denigration of Australians. It's just to no, say no, that no. they were having so much bombarded at them. So you and it was, told, it was quite deep. Here's it this was... question, and here's this preamble that you've got to digest as well. And you need to make a decision on both of them at the same time, and it's going to affect one of them sod all and mm -hmm. one of them is going to be the fundamental historical schism <laughs> exactly. of australia for decades and centuries exactly and one yeah yeah so essentially one of the questions was fundamentally unimportant and and really should have been just left by the wayside and the other one was crucial to the rest of australian history but the the thing the thing too is that i mean I think the only model really that Australia had for Republican for a republic was America. Which wasn't <laughs> yeah. a very good fucking example. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry, but so they were basically given these models to look at and the models were not very yeah, flattering. And the other and the other one to look at was France. Well, France. Yeah, true. But the one that they knew about was America because yeah, no one cares about France. So, <laughs> especially they do enjoy listening. They do enjoy listening about a French sex scandal. Well, yeah, well, you know, because well, they have the best sex, the French. Um, especially when the president of France is photographed getting on the back of a moped. 
Ooh. Okay. Well, just just on that, just on that. I in my research, I've come across a paper from a body called the European Journal of Political Research. Uh, it's titled "Elite Division and Voter Confusion: Australia's Republic Referendum in 1999," and it's from uh, two people, uh, John Higley and Ian McAllister. One from the University of Texas, and the other one, is, the other one is from ANU. And so they've written a 17-page, uh, I suppose, essay or like your research paper oh. about the the 1999 uh, the referendum. And in what they found was that there was quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of support, basically like a two-to-one support for a direct election president. So I think all up in a sample size of 1,998 people, they found that 55% preferred the direct election, whereas only 21% preferred a, a parliamentary appointment. But that 55% still would not have been enough, probably, to carry all of the states. No, no, no but, but, but this, this, was, this was just a, like a sort of research, a research thing. Yeah. But just when, when Clancy said that, you know, it may not have been the model, this, uh, this, sort, this paper that uses uh, the... The 1999 Australian Constitutional Referendum study, as, as for its data, would say it does seem to be that the people the people really wanted a direct president, as opposed to a parliamentary um, a parliamentary parliamentary choice. But the reason I ask, so you ladies still can't think of anyone who would get a two thirds majority. Not off the top of my head. Okay, because really, if you, if you think about it, the only people who would get a two-thirds majority of the current parliament is someone who is so slimy and corrupt that both sides of politics would agree that they're, you know, a fit and proper person to be president. Because then the other problem with your parliamentary model is that if one party is in control of both houses, then the president is basically the rubber stamp. Yes. Or if there somehow is a stalemate, as in the two thousand and thirteen, no, the two thousand and ten election, then Australia would technically be without a president, which is yeah, great. Just well, like- see, I I don't really understand why we need to have a model where we um, separately elect a president. I don't understand why we can't just have our current model and just call the prime minister the president. Like, seriously, why do we have to go to all of this folder all to do that? Like, it makes no actual sense to me. The thing I like about the Westminster system is the fact that the leader of the party becomes the prime minister if the party is elected to parliament, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay? And the party then has power to get rid of their leader if that leader is not performing correctly. Right, and mm-hmm. I I have no problem with that system. I think that system works really well. And if you look at the Republicans in America, or the the system in America, mm-hmm. that Republic system works really capital R. No, yeah, I mean, as in the Repu- the Republic of America, the system is quite frankly stuffed because they elect people separately, and well, they, they don't actually. But they, the party doesn't really have any power over the person who gets elected, and then that person can't be removed from power if they stuff up. Current case in point is Trump. 
you know. So the current system we have, I think actually works really well in terms of if you have someone who is not doing the right thing, their party can actually kick them out. But then, the, 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 then you then get to this trust issue. The trust problem that we we encountered was that well, if they are installed as prime minister, then they're not really behold. Like the only faction that they're really beholden to is the news poll faction. Well, no, because no. I think no, I don't agree with you there, Damien. Because I think that the people that can then vote the party out. So the party has to. It's in their interests to have someone in power that the people want to vote in. And if they don't, then they get voted out, which is what basically happens in Australian politics and why we change prime ministers so frequently. <laughs> Australia is not a one-party state. No. Thankfully. Thankfully. That's Thankfully. But just, just on your point about America, the, probably one of the other problems with the American system is the Electoral College. So yes. it's, not actually, it's not actually the people who elect the president. It is the Electoral College who uh, apportion a certain amount of votes in, in a winner-takes-all system uh, state by state in proportion, right. to the, in proportion to the population of each of those states. That's correct. The minimum correct. number of votes being given to each state of three. So each state starts off with three. So yep. you are given the number of representatives you have in Congress. So each mm -hmm. state has two senators and one member of the House of Representatives as a minimum. Yep. So your Wyoming's of this world with <laughs> yep. fewer people than California. They've got 600,000 people live in Wyoming. They get three. And your California's of this world get 55 with Correct. its 36 and a half million people. Yep. And on election day in America, you don't actually vote for a president. You vote for a slate of people who have said that they will vote for person For X. a person, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just a, and then you have this whole thing about unfaithful electors as well, which just just yes. make it a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, now we make this elector. Yes, so correct. you know the de democracy that's actually not a democracy. Well, it is a democracy. It's just, it's just a really it's weird public. It's a really yeah, it's hybrid. It's not thing. actually it's a democracy. It's a republic. Yes. But if you want a democratic republic, that's a whole you different have to kettle go fish. To somewhere, you have to go to somewhere like France, for example. France, France actually elect a president. And you yes. do actually have a two-round system and you do actually have an input and you do have a nice young man who ran off with his teacher becoming president as opposed to the right-wing lunatic woman who's got the uh, mad father that doesn't come out in public Marie anymore. Jean-Marie Le Pen is no yes. longer allowed out in public, but Marine Le Pen of uh, the National Rally in France... Uh, yes, she 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 uh, goes up against Emmanuel Macron, who ran off with his uh, school teacher, drama teacher. Yes, and she's fifteen. And it's interesting that Indonesia also have a direct uh, presidential election as well. So do the Philippines. Yeah, so it's just interesting how all these uh, mm. other countries, you know, and, and we probably wouldn't consider uh, Indonesia to be the bastion of democracy. Yet here they are doing, uh, yeah, doing what we what what we struggle what we struggle to do. Now, why do you think the pre we may have touched on this before, but why did the preamble fail? Because it was nonsense. It was, it was a piece of crap. In what way? To, to use my was, wording again, it was wonderful waffle. It <laughs> yeah, felt it was... like somebody had written this for a 
load of kids to make a load of kids feel really nice at school after they had just been thrashed by their local rivals in the Aussie Football League. And you just go, what are you playing at? You need to get yourself in gear and this is how you do it because we're all wonderful, you're all great. Come along now, we're all la la la, happy clappy. I'm, I'm sorry, but it was written by Les Murray and John Howard. You mean the football I mean, club? No. Les and and Les Murray rejected one of my poems once, so you know I don't like him anymore. Oh, but dear. the thing the thing is that it it was unnecessary, you know, and no one cared about it. And no one asked for it. No one asked for it, and they're <laughs> like, "Why are we vote? Why are we actually being asked to vote on this?" And I mean, the first four words, of course. Mm-hmm put quite a lot of people off, including myself. So why the hell would we want to have God in our constitution yeah, for a yeah. start? We're getting rid of the Queen. What do we want God for? <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting rid of someone oh. we can see. We don't want to put someone in that, that we can't. Exactly. But- at least the at least the queen exists. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, at least he, I can he- see the queen. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Right. Do, do you ladies think that the preamble and also the slightly wordy... Uh, question one were gifts from John Howard to the Australian public to try steer towards a no vote on both counts. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Yeah, it reminds definitely. me, when I read the question, it reminds me of the Quebec independence referendum. If you give me just one second, I will bring up the Quebec independence referendum question. Okay, uh, you, you do that, and Clancy and I will uh, all argue, between, <laughs> argue between ourselves. As, Quite as... interesting. Fa- Fabian and I seem to agree on pretty much everything, Damien. <laughs> I'm kind of like this. <laughs> no, that's all right. Every every story needs a bad guy, okay. and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be the I'll Here be we the go. Here we go. In Quebec, 19... Give us Quebec. In 1980... The people of Quebec were asked the following question. The government of Quebec has made public its proposal to negotiate a new agreement with the rest of Canada based on the equality of nations. This agreement would enable Quebec to acquire the exclusive power to make laws, levy its taxes and establish relations abroad. In other words, sovereignty. At the same time, to maintain with Canada an economic association, including a common currency, any change in political status resulting from these negotiations would only be implemented with a popular approval through another referendum on these terms. Do you give the government of Quebec the mandate to negotiate the proposed agreement between Quebec and Canada? Shit, hang on. What? Lordy, that's... (laughs) That's a... Jeez, that's... I, I thought sorry, our preamble. I, I, I just zoned out on that whole. Speech. I thought our preamble was long, but that's a. Uh... And here is the 1995 referendum question, a lot shorter. But do you agree that Quebec should become a sovereign? Should become sovereign after having made a formal offer to Canada for a new economic and political partnership within the scope of the bill, respecting the future of Quebec, of the agreement signed on June 12, 1995. Oh boy. And then it's yeah, written it's in good French. Thing that wasn't in French. <laughs> Qu'il a Québec devenir souverain après avoir offert formellement au Canada un nouveau partenariat économique et politique dans le cadre du projet de la de trois sur l'avenir du Québec et de entrer 
Sydney à la 12 juin 1995. You've got a very nice accent there, Phoebe. Yay, Merci. Phoebe. Some of the French will be slightly incorrectly pronounced, but that's me reading at a first glance at speed. So, yes. I'll I'll get, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you points. We'll give you points for that. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, that is... Uh, geez, like... Like I'm reminded of the of the Australian Senate uh, ballot papers where they're like two and a half meters wide. <laughs> if I turn up to a voting booth or something like that, to so have either of you two seen the television show Rake? Yes, of, of course. Heard of it? There it's one of my favourites. There, there is a wonderful scene where the Australian Senate ballot paper for the state is shown to be on television and one of the characters holds one end of it and there's this TV studio of panellists and the panellists of the firing is holding the other of it. Yes, our ballot paper is this! And it's getting longer as well. It's getting it's longer. It's getting... Yeah. I, I love it, though, when they give you... When, when you go to an election and you have the ballot paper and you have to fold it out and, and booths only, like, this big... I and know, exactly, like, exactly. It reminds okay, me so... of the, when Britain was a member of the European Union and because our ballot papers, by law, have to be in portrait, not in landscape, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. but they have to contain all the names of everybody that's standing. We, in European Parliament, use closed-party lists... And where I live in the southeast of England, we elected ten people on these closed parties. You had to have mm. these ten names next to you, some parties, and it would literally go like this. I remember at the last election, I think we had thirty-six people standing at the oh, two thousand and nineteen European Parliamentary. Election. It was like this. And yeah. it's like you're in the booth going. <laughs> So our, our our last our last federal election, Phoebe, we had forty four people below the line. So you could either pick mm -hmm. the ones oh. above the line. Yep. I think it was one to six or yep, something correct. like yes. that. One to six, yep. And then there were forty four below the line. So you could either do one to six above the line, or you could pick all of the numbers below the line. Because it I used did to be... all of the numbers. I did Didn't one to, to be... forty four. Good stuff. That's Didn't it a... used to be that you had to select. A preference for every below the line individual, or else your ballot was not valid. Yes, yeah. but I'll tell That's you. I'll tell you nonsense. a funny anecdote. I'll tell you a funny anecdote because I lost a friend at the last federal election because I posted on Facebook about the fact that I'd voted for the, the line, line one to forty-four, <laughs> oh, no. and my friend happened to be a member of the Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers Party. And asked me where I had voted for them, and I think I'd put them about forty. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, we're oh dear, no longer oh friends. Ba -ba <laughs> well, let's put it this way: there were four parties that you put worse than the Shooters, Fishers, and Hunters party. Yeah, well, one of them was Pauline Hanson. <laughs> was that number forty-four? <laughs> Probably, and I think the other one was um, the Palmer United okay. Party. Yep, and the, the Liberals. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think Liberals uh, missed your vote for some somehow. I think they still did pretty no, well. No, unfortunately. Now, um, the next question I wanted to bring up was, or the next next talking point was, the media got it wrong. Because in my in my memory, 
there was a lot of uh, coverage. There was a lot of there were a lot of celebrities, a lot of actors, a lot of uh, you know, authors, um, a lot of opinion pieces pushing hard for a republic. Yet the no vote still somehow won. Why is that? I think it was rigged. Really? Yeah, I because, actually do. I think it was rigged. I th- uh, uh, elections uh, in Australia are pretty well, you know, pretty well monitored. Yeah, that was well monitored, but I think that the it may have not been technically rigged, but I think the uh, the um, the press rigged it. I think the right wing Murdochs and what have you rigged it. I but, look. The, the fact that it was set up the way it was, I mean, you mentioned before the way that John Howard set it up and the way it was worded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it was rigged. Um, he didn't want a republic. It oh, was th- pretty th- obvious th- that they didn't want a republic and they set it up in such a way that people were confused and um, didn't really vote the way they actually wanted to vote. That's my opinion. Here's another thing that I think may have adversely affected the Republican side was that Australia has compulsory voting. So you had people that otherwise wouldn't have given two flying monkeys about this issue Mm, being told you will vote on this. So if you're forcing somebody to do something they don't really want to do, they're not really going to say, yeah, I'll vote for the thing. They'll just go, sod this and vote no. Not even for a democracy sausage? I'll give you a democracy egg instead. I'm sorry, but I don't like democracy sausages. You can go to Bunnings and get a tradie sausage. And yeah, I don't like them either. Oh, okay. um, and you I'm like not even sausages? vegan. I don't. As you know, I'm, I, I'm just not a fan of phallic food. <laughs> so cucumbers are, cucumbers are off the list as well. Orgettes are off the list. Aubergines are a no. Marrows, they're a no. It depends what you dip them in. A butternut squash, that must be the worst. (laughs) Pickles? Pickles on the list. Actually, I really like pickles. But look. (laughs) Gherkins. What about gherkins? Yeah, actually. What about hot dogs? Um, <laughs> Damien, you haven't you haven't watched um the there's a there's a really good ABC show at the moment about uh, a, an Aboriginal woman who's a um presenter on a morning breakfast Red show or something or uh, no more, no no oh sorry. god the one uh, Deborah yeah yeah she's it's the preppers the preppers oh, Phoebe you have to watch the preppers the preppers yes, it's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so there's a section in that where the woman's um, co-host talks about not eating, not participating in the sausage eating competition because she doesn't like phallic food because <laughs> of the optics. Uh, oh, bananas. <laughs> you've got to watch. Now, those are dangerous. Yeah, those are dangerous yeah, for the optics. Yeah, they are definitely got to watch this. But look, the, the, I think the point that we were making. <laughs> The, the whole democracy debate about the Republic was that people were made to vote, I agree, Phoebe, on something that they didn't really freaking care about. No, yeah. And it was presented in such a way by Howard and his ilk that people didn't care about it and didn't actually want to make a decision on it. And most people, and including myself, was like, well, why don't we just wait till the Queen dies? Because it's not going to be long now in 1998. <laughs> yeah, nine. <laughs> nine. Oh, yes. 
before she pops off and it, it'll be moot because you know charles king, will... king chuck yeah exactly no one and, wants and king queen, chuck. queen camilla what, what, queen camilla what i will say is we're still waiting still waiting still, exactly still waiting, still waiting. Yeah. bloody hell that woman yeah. like still waiting so the next talking point that I have is what problem is the Republican movement trying to fix? The, the, the fundamental <laughs> foundation of democracy not being fulfilled, that you have a say mm -hmm. in those who govern and rule over you. Well, do, do, exactly. we, do, we, not, do, we, not, do we not vote? Do we not vote people into parliament? Yeah. Well, but we don't vote the Queen into Parliament. You don't do vote we? Liz into Parliament. She just is there. She is just, just she, there. Yeah. She is just there. But I suppose the way I'm looking at it is, is that uh, Australian citizens vote for an Australian citizen to take up a role in Parliament, and even the Governor General is a, an Australian chosen by Australians. To be our, uh, to be our head, be a representative our, our... of a nonagenarian who lives in London. Yes, mm. but so is, is he that... can be summarily sacked by this woman at the at, at the stroke of a pen mm. and told find somebody else or hang on a minute, I'm just going to step in and go. I'm Liz. I'm the head of state. Now let's talk about what I'm going to do to your country. But this is this is the thing. Under the current arrangement, how likely is that? It doesn't matter how likely it is. It shouldn't be a possibility. No, it shouldn't be a possibility. And look, the fun the fundamental thing that this podcast is based on, by the way, is this whole idea that God may save the Queen. Can, even though he doesn't. Do you not see the, the humour and the pithiness in such a uh, in such a quote, Clancy? Of course I do, but it's that's because it's bloody stupid. That's why it's funny. That this is the thing. <laughs> I I reckon the Queen probably sees the humour in all of this herself. I this is why she's queen. lived for so long because she's quietly chuckling to herself at the the whole time about how ridiculous it is that she's a freaking queen. <laughs> well, so she she has the antics of her children to keep her keep her entertained. Let's put it this way. Uh, the antics of her children make Prince Edward seem like the level-headed, sensible one. <laughs> yes. Uh, boy. But no, I, I like I hear all this stuff about uh, the problems the problems of having Queen Elizabeth, but I think the way we have it right now, it actually does kind of work quite well, especially when we look at the American system. You know, but Australia look is not America. Look at the Irish system. Yeah. Yeah. Irish yeah, system that works really well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll give I'll give you give you points there. That's uh I mean there's even there's even a few sort of northern European and, and African countries that mm -hmm. have quite interesting systems. I mean I don't mind the idea of proportional representation. So Bhutan Bhutan they have they have this great system now that they're a demo democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, not a republic, a democracy. Not a republic, a democracy, where they actually have uh, a representative chosen by each village, right? They're not aligned to parties necessarily. They're mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. chosen by the people of the village and then they go to represent their villages in the parliament and then they align according to what they think that their people want. 
So it's not necessarily a proportional party thing. Um, And I think it's actually a grassroots system. Like it works really, really well. They vote on things that are actually important to them. Um, And there's none of this sort of, you know, oh, we're going to vote along these party lines because, you know, we're going to get this and this and this. They're voting Mm -hmm. for what their people actually need and want. I mean, I loved I loved the idea. Have you heard of the idea of what happened with the Bhutan uh, system of government? No, tell us more. So Bhutan was a um, monarchy and the, the king of Bhutan heard about this thing called television. Wow. And banned for yeah, a long time. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, it was banned concept. for a long time. So he, he, he heard about television and um, he'd sent... Um, some of his several children off to various countries to study and his oldest son who was the heir to the throne I think studied international law in the UK or something like that and he asked them about this thing called television and said well would this be a good thing for us to have in Bhutan most of them said no but they did allow that there were certain things that it was good for so education and disseminating of good information and sport so the national sport of Bhutan is archery. It is. <laughs> it is. Get your quivers and in a row. Absolutely. And, um, which, you know, is one sport that I actually quite like. Um, and they talked a lot about education and science and all those sorts of things, and they decided that they would only have educational programs and archery <laughs> on their national TV programs. Nice. nice. Yes. And so they brought all these good things back. So it was very, it was a very sort of balanced introduction, you know, no advertising, none of that sort of thing, no game shows. Um, but no they decided at first sight. no married at first sight, exactly. But they oh, decided but I like that show. That's, that's a <laughs> window into Australian nonsense. Oh god. And Love Island. Can I can I just uh tell you yes, that you I have never I have never actually seen either of them and don't plan to. Neither have um, I. I just know they're both <laughs> trash. Like a, whenever I sit, whenever I whenever I go around to see my mother in an evening, there is usually Love Island, either UK, Australia, or America on. <laughs> oh my Big god. Right. Yeah, no, I don't watch I, I actually don't watch commercial television at all, Phoebe. <laughs> ABC and SBS is all I watch. Um because I can't stand advertisements, but oh, so yeah, the thing with so the kidding. thing oh god the thing with Bhutan is that they actually did carefully introduce all of this stuff. You know, it was it was quite a quite a process that they did it, and part of it was the whole process of democracy. The king eventually wanted Bhutan to become a democracy, but he wanted it done in such a way that the people made all the decisions and that it wasn't a disruptive thing. And so eventually he abdicated in favour of his oldest son with the plan that the oldest son was then going to abdicate when the democracy was actually set in place and everything was stable. That was how they planned to do it. That is interesting. Yeah, I think it was a really good thing. Very interesting. I want him to be my king now. You know, hey. Well, if you go to Bhutan, then uh, I'm, I'm sure Bhutan is just as cold as Tasmania. So. Oh, Bhutan's Good luck with getting beautiful. into Bhutan. Good luck with getting yeah, they, into Bhutan. Yeah, they, they don't like tourists in Bhutan. They charge you 
premium. They don't like visitors. They charge you fifty US dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. For a visa. Nice, nice. You basically have to work there. And you can and then there's only three uh, designated points that you can enter or exit the country, and neither of them are into um, India. Yeah, none of them are into India. And they and they have their own airline too. They do. So you can fly into. think it's let me just you can fly i think it's nepal first nepal and then you can go by bus over the border Mm. Mm. so and they have 300 300 festivals a year wow that's religious festivals so pretty much every single day or every second day there's a religious festival Something happened, which is, which is fun, fun for an atheist like uh, atheist like us. Just to go, yeah, but yes, yeah. or you can fly into Timpu International Airport, mm. okay. which is the capital. But one one last talking point I did want to go over was some of the scare tactics that we used in the actual. So from memory, there were two camps set up by the by the government, or they were given government funding in order to run their ed- their education campaigns. Now I. One thing that I remember from that time was there was a pamphlet that got that got distributed, and they made the claim that um, the proposed presidential model will contain over two hundred untried changes to our constitution. But like untried. literally, yeah, yes, untried. They actually use specifically use the word untried as sort of a scare tactic to make you think that well, hold on, if we change the word governor general to president we've never done that before oh no we can't do that yeah i i definitely think that was a scare tactic that was and then there was also on the on the no side there was also the the whole thing about the the chardonnay swilling elite pushing for a politician's republic I know that that one that one got that one got a few legs uh, especially in the like the very conservative circles i used to hang about in and there was even there were even people saying that um, if we left if we didn't have Queen Lizzie as a head of state we wouldn't be allowed in the Commonwealth Games. No, ah, good. Nonsense. No, no, nonsense. What? This, but this is this is what <laughs> this is on this is on the pro this is on the pro monarchy side. I don't know. You say that like it's a bad thing. What, the pro, the pro monarchy? Yeah, exactly. No, no, vegan. Not whether it's a not bad thing or a good to thing. the Commonwealth it's, Games. So what? Not whether it's a I'm bad sorry. thing or a good thing, but it's just a load of lies. Oh, it, it is indeed. But this is this is politics. This is optics, Phoebes. You know, this is you know. When, I know. When you have um, now um, yeah. So I suppose the the big question is, when do you think we will have a, I suppose, a sustained push to even discuss? revisiting the referendum question i think probably the next labor government okay yeah do do you really think that soon because i i just get the feeling what i think will happen is what i think will happen is queen elizabeth will eventually exit this mortal coil yes she'll toddle off eventually and then there will be king charles the third of oz and a lot of people will do what Clancy just did. <laughs> Giggle quite hard and go, ooh, hang on a second. Oh. What's he all about? Because 
Like a queen, Camilla. Yes, because while she may be a princess consort in the UK, she ain't that round the Commonwealth. No, she no. will be the queen of Australia. She will be the queen of New Zealand. How will she be the queen? Because if if Chucky is, is king, like she would only then be consort. She wouldn't be... Like, so she just, will be queen just the, consort. Just, just in the same the way title. that she Prince Philip was... Was the prince? No, was yeah, prince. prince Philip was never king, though, was he? He was no. prince consort because the title king under the UK system outranked the title queen until they passed the 2013 um, changes to the uh, male primogeniture. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So okay. The title so which king used to outrank the title queen? So you could have a king with a queen consort, but you couldn't have a queen with a king consort. <laughs> Okay. Ah. There you go. That's why that's we've got you on board Queen for all the, all the all the constitutional uh, you know, Queen, Queen Camilla. The vagaries that you need. Indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, I I think I don't think that maybe towards the end of the next Labour government, maybe not at the start, but I reckon probably ten years is when like I don't know, they just they just seems to be like I pre- I, I, pre- I predict that it's only going to be at least one or two years because. Okay. All right. Because I reckon, I reckon the Queen's popping off pretty soon. So I um, reckon it'll be around about the same time as the next Aussie federal election. I I think I agree, with Phoebe. So and and I wouldn't Surprise. be surprised if Prince Charles abdicates in favour of Will, and Will will declare that I that that I would agree with you. Yep. Um, I don't. I yep. just I just don't see there's a stomach yet for. Um, and I think with the way Australian politics is where, you know, it is uh, becoming increasingly deeply partisan, um, I, I think that any referendum, if a referendum, if a referendum were held tomorrow, it would still, it would fail along party lines because it is still, like, we are still in this thing where, like, at least back in the late 90s, you know, it, like the 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 whole Republican constitute. The, what there was a little bit of party politics, but there wasn't too much. Whereas, whereas, yeah. whereas now, whereas now, it's become a lot deeper, a lot more, a lot more cynical, a lot more. You know, I think it's become that way because a lot of people have turned round, particularly people of a younger persuasion, so people of my age and younger so people in their 30s people in their 20s have just turned around and gone don't give a toss about you old white yeah. men in suits i agree talking about nonsense <clears throat> and we're just going to go oh you're, you're more old white men in suits yeah and 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 seriously the 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 royal family is increasingly irrelevant to mm-hmm. the next generation i mean it was irrelevant to my generation as far as i was concerned and the next, the next one is just like, what the fuck? What, what, why do we have these bizarre family that, that no one cares about who just yeah. suck all their money in taxes and and really are just in it because they're on the news? Like, don't they don't actually do anything. Don't even give you the tourism anything. boost. Don't even give you the tourism boost. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, not now, exactly, <laughs> especially with bloody COVID. They're not doing anything, are they? No, no they're, 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 they're sucking Frogmore or wherever it is, or Balmore yeah. or where, wherever, the, wherever the heck it is. Okay, look. Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle. But look, only time will tell, and we'll see that maybe when Queen Lizzie uh, kicks, a, kicks a proverbial bucket, 
that the... She's going to take that bucket with her. She's, she's got a good load of taxpayers' money that paid for that bucket. It's going with her. <laughs> it's, it's, a, a very it's a very It's a gold-plated bucket. It's a gold-plated bucket. No, so look, we'll, gold. we'll, we'll see. Right. Um, I might be right in that the, the next referendum will be in 10 years' time. Clancy might be right and it's only in, in, in a couple. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but... Ladies, thank you very much for having this chat. It's been, uh, again, <laughs> as contentious as it has been fun. And as fire as it is uh, in need of a fire extinguisher. Indeed. Indeed. But yeah, anyway, till, till next time, um, look after yourselves. And... What, are we, what are we talking about next time? Um, Damien's Liberal Party membership. <laughs> My United as long Ast- as he's not a member of the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, I don't care. Oh, yeah, so, so, so United Australia is okay by you. Cool. Oh, like God, that. no. Oh, no. He's a member of the Australian Sports Party. Oh, Phoebe. Australian motoring enthusiasts. All the can way. I, can I can I ask Phoebe a question here? Do you get text messages from your um from members of your parliament in the UK? You can do, yes. Yeah, I have done in the past. Have you? Oh, we we have we have the United Australia Part Party decides to send out text messages to us. It's regardless really, of whether we want it yeah, or not. Yeah, regardless of whether we want it or not. It's really oh, freaking yeah. annoying. History's page, let every stage advance Australia fair In joyful strains that let us sing Advance Australia fair